What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Looking again, looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directed. Oh, so the other Battle of Intercepted. Picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, everybody, to the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. Yes, we are. <clears throat> and it's... The holidays. It is, so cheerful mood. <laughs> We're staying upbeat, right? We are. I was trying to, Jeff. I was all ready to be upbeat for the start of this podcast, and just a couple minutes ago, my wife called to tell me what my car repairs are going to cost. Uh-oh. You're getting a new car now, are you? No, I'm getting one repaired. Oh, I thought perhaps because it was so so much. That no, I actually, I, I shouldn't be complaining because... And nowadays, you're not going to get anything fixed for less than like five hundred dollars. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I got like yeah. a valve and an oil leak, and it's like six fifty. Oh, that's not bad at I all. I know, but I don't want to pay anything. Well, it is the season. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So that you know, bummed me out a little bit. Oh, till I'm I realized, sorry. Till I realized it could have been a lot worse, and sure. it's nice of my wife to be taking care of it for me. Yeah, you're just sitting here just doing <laughs> this while she's running around all over the place during the holidays. That works. So um, we don't have a very fun game to talk about again. No, oh, it was what. I guess it was eventful. There's well, plenty of things to talk about. Well, one thing is is that... We also got a lot of emails. Yeah. Well, this podcast is going to be upbeat and fun the entire <laughs> podcast. We're not going to start strong and, and finish then, not then so much. fade in the second half. We're not doing that. No. I don't think we can because the end of it is the fan questions, and those usually work out pretty well. I do well. enjoy those the most. We have a lot of them, and I'm glad for that. And keep them coming, folks. If you want to email us, do so at um, saltydogs at Buccaneers. Dot NFL.com. I try to get to all of them or most of all of them. I missed one the week before, and I have to admit, Jeff, I missed another one. I, 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 we'll do the questions at the end, but I want to do this first because I was supposed to do this last week, and it was nice. That I have to find it. Uh-huh. <coughs> Excuse me. Didn't hit wow, that. Wow. That's all right. Why would you start doing that now? We're used to you doing this. Hitting this. Hitting hit, forgetting to hit it. Not hit it. What are you doing? I'm You're trying off. to find the email. Oh, okay. Uh... That I want to read. All right. Well, I like that people are turning and deciding that, you know what? I want to ask a question or I want to make a comment or I want to vent. That's the beauty of it. You have to do it all. I don't know who this person is. They didn't sign it. They signed it a fan. Okay. I'm not going to give out their email address, but it includes the word chocolate backwards. So if that person thought they were tricky, it's pretty easy to see that. Wow, that's interesting. Um, It says, and this was what I... The timing would have been perfect last week, but I missed this one. I forgot okay. it. No worries. Dear Scott, I would like you to, sh- to share this message with Mr. Ryan in the next podcast, if possible. Thanks. Happy birthday, Mr. Ryan. I hope life has given, given you all you did wished for. Ah. I think that's trying to play, play words on your sign-out. I, I guess so. 
Anyway, any case, it was a birthday wish, which it was your birthday. Yeah, last... When uh, we were recording last week. So it that was. really was the worst email for me to miss, but I did, ah, and that's drat. that. Well, you tried. And, <laughs> and that's what matters, right? That's right. It's the thought, and you didn't think very much about it, so we're going to go with that. Well, that's very kind of that individual. Okay. Whoever you may be. So let's get into this, huh? All right. Let's chop I'm it ready. up. I'm ready. Uh, you kind of already told it, and yeah. I, I purposely... Restrain myself from using a tale of two halves in that, that phrase anywhere sure. in my post-game report because I'm like, God, that is so cliched. But that's exactly what it was. That's what people mean by that phrase. Yeah. I just didn't want to be cliche about it in my story. I mean, I never <clears throat> thought I would see playing so well and then playing so bad all in the same game. It was it was possibly our best half of the whole season. Oh, I the agree. first half. I agree. Mike Evans at 83 receiving yards at halftime, and the and the Bengals had 83 total yards yeah, at halftime. That's crazy, right? And if you actually, before they uh, did their two-minute or drill at the very end of the half, yeah. I, I think they only had like 35 yards yeah, or something, that's something crazy like that. And um, so everything you were supposed to be doing, getting off the field on third downs, they were over for three on third downs in the uh, first half, yep. and they only had that many because – Every drive, the Buccaneers were moving the ball with a nice variety of plays, too, like yeah. the Devin Tompkins in the round, for example. Yes, yes. Um, a lo- but in a lot of very encouraging hookups to Mike Evans, mm-hmm. right, who we've really been missing a little bit that lately. And a lot of play action going on, a lot of movement going on. That's absolutely right. And as a matter of fact, I, I looked it up to write a next-gen article today. Uh-huh. That was the most play action passes we've thrown in any game this season. Really? And we had 10 of them in the first half. Which was about forty eight percent of our snap or dropbacks, uh-huh. and but only three in the second half. Now I don't think that's necessarily like the play calling got away. Right. It's just we kept turning the ball over, so we didn't have the ball that much, and then we uh, started to fall behind. And it's a lot harder to use play action when they know you're going to throw on every because uh-huh. you're down by two scores. Right. So they're really the the scenarios weren't the same, but the play action was working. We had seven. Brady was seven for ten for ninety five yards on. Play action passes in the first half. <clears throat> wow! So I thought it was, I thought it made a difference. No, it did. It truly did. And honestly, you know, Cincinnati's not what you call a slouch team. No, they're so they're, yeah. for that first <clears throat> half, you're thinking, okay, this is this is what we expected to see all season. I think maybe that's what a lot of I'll go so far, Jeff, to say I think the defense played pretty darn well from beginning to end. Oh yeah, no the, question. I know that it's 34 points looks like no. bad defense, but they they were. There was one – there were zero offensive snaps for the Buccaneers in Cincinnati territory in the second half until their last drive. Right. And, None. And, and how many times did Cincinnati start in the Buccaneers territory? Like, if you count one – In they the started, third quarter. If you count one that, that started at the Cincinnati 47, which is you know almost midfield, mm-hmm. um, if you count that one, then it would be – uh, I'm stalling because I can't get these pages apart. Right. It, so here's their drive starts <clears throat> uh, in the third quarter. Tampa Bay 16, Tampa Bay 31, Tampa Bay 13, and then to start the fourth quarter, Tampa Bay 39, and then Cincinnati 47. So wow. essentially five at midfield or closer. Yeah. So the they defense, played they played half half a football field. Yeah, and the, the defense was just too much. Yeah. It was too much on the defense, but they they made a lot of really good plays. Carlton Davis had four pass breakups. I thought he he had a great game. He had a great game. There were opportunities. There's no question about that. But, you know, you turn the ball over, you're not going to win many ball games. And you 
keep erasing your best plays yeah. with penalties. Yeah. The Godwin penalty erased most of a big 33, what would have been a 33-yard play, but really Correct. by far probably the most <sighs> destructive one. And this guy doesn't commit very many penalties. No. And we, But Levante David had the defensive holding on what was a 23-yard sack. Yeah. They would have had to punt. They were all the way back in midfield. I know. They wouldn't even be able to no, take a field goal. Was it not fourth down then? It was third down. Was but it third? That okay. would have made it fourth and very, very long. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought they were going for it on fourth down, and that's when we had got the sack. But maybe, I mean, maybe you're right. Nah. Sometimes I get kind of sidetracked there. I just happened to know that, that it was just so frustrating, um, especially when the quarterback's back – to the uh it was fourth down jeff it was fourth and three okay i thought it was because that, uh, that was just a big momentum so the swing. bucks would have had the ball at their 47 mm-hmm. and the score at this point was 17 to 6 right it's, and and back it up a little bit you just had the missed blocked or um the fake field goal not go the fake punt not go correctly not, so not, it not was exactly right before this yeah <clears throat> um but i mean it would have been a nice swing the fake punt itself was not. No, oh, that's not the play that killed the game. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Although okay. that is also true. The fake punt itself was not technically a turnover because of the way the play happened. Mm. It's it's a Gio Bernard run, and then he fumbled it, and then he recovered it himself. But then the ball was over on downs. Right. <clears throat> if somebody else had recovered it, it would have been a turnover. Okay. Functionally, it's a turnover. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So that means the Buccaneers committed functional turnovers on five straight drives. Correct. Which obviously you can't win a football game. Even with a 17-0 lead. And you talk about how well the defense played. After that particular play, they held them to only three. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not the big that was not the biggest play of the game. Now it was because you don't really see very many fake punts by the Buccaneers. So that was the reason why they called it. Interesting enough, had it been successful it, uh, well, it was there to be successful other than the ball. I heard Dave Moore snapped. said that, he, that it looked to him like if the if the player catches the ball and gets through the line, yep. he'll be running for, for Ever. forever. Right? The only person back there was the was the um, returner. And that's – I remember a play like that, John Lynch. Mm-hmm. He did one, and he broke the line, and there's nobody there, and he ran for 40 yards. Yeah. Um, and you know who tackled him at the end of that play? Mm-hmm. Joey Galloway. Oh, really? Because he was the punter oh, for okay. the Seahawks yeah. at the time. The, uh, yes, that is true. Um, so, I have it from a very reliable source that that was the play, and it was wide open. So I would say, okay, and this was this was the Bucks winning 17-3. Uh-huh. They went three and out to start the third quarter, and it was fourth and one at their own 26. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people question whether it was a good decision to run a fake punt right there. Well, you run. I it, don't mind the call. No, you run it when you least expect it, yes. and they saw something that they felt like it could happen. You run it when you think it's going to work right. when they're not expecting it. Correct, and it's like anything else. When it doesn't work, you got everybody underneath the sun saying you should have never gone for it. If it works, then you become the genius. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, execution is everything. It, I'm not going to say that you're not allowed to, I agree with that, that you're not allowed to question calls. And I'm not even going to say that I've agreed with every single call we've ever made. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying I agree with this call. Yeah, I did too. I I thought it was, uh, you know, it was fun, but it it wasn't. It would have been fun. Yeah, it was was, not fun. I don't think it was the game changer everybody thinks it is. That's just me. It's convenient, Jeff, because it's, it's. 
I see it was the yeah. beginning. No, right. it was like the beginning. Well, that's true. It was the beginning of the snowball. Mm-hmm. So you would you could say that was a momentum turner. Sure. And then everything went wrong after that. But but I thought they took the momentum away from Cincinnati because they only let them score a field goal. In the addition, defense bowed up and and shut it down. And then in addition, after the um, Tom Brady was intercepted on the next drive, we're, then we get back to what we were talking about, uh-huh. where um, they had a sack where they got Joe Burrow all the way back at the forty-seven mm-hmm. from the twenty-four, mm-hmm. and that would have. At this point, it would have been 17-6. Yep. You don't feel there's been a huge momentum swing. Nope. And now you're driving in right. potentially for another score. Instead, they get a touchdown on this drive. Not only do they get that penalty, but Carlton Davis' face mask. Uh-huh. Added 15. Yeah. Well, and also it was on third and eight. Yeah. And it, would have had, it would have forced a field goal. So I don't remember that one. Was that a good call? Uh, his hand did scrape across. Mm. It did. I mean, it wasn't a um, hold, hold where he yanked his head around. But if you, if it was it was legit. And and Levante Davids was was legit too. So I'm not saying Levante's was legit. Yeah. It was one of those where like, well, you yeah. kind of like look at it. Do you have to call that penalty because it wasn't in the play? But yeah, but I guess the, so. the other side of that argument usually is maybe that was the guy that Burrow wanted to throw to, and yeah. by holding him, Burrow couldn't throw to him, and that's why he got sacked. Okay, it's possible. I have yeah. no idea who Burrow was targeting. Well, that's true. But it's kind of hard to target the guy when your back's to him and you're running down. Yeah, the, but you got to sync up the times when, when the when the flag was thrown. But sure, it, for the last three weeks or so, it seemed like every time we get a big play, there's a penalty. Right, and that is something that they've talked about. <clears throat> they being the Buccaneers talked about all year that has to stop. And you know what? It does because if not, you're going to lose games, and that's part of it. Those plays that we're picking apart, saying if that you know, uh, big play penalty. Well, that that's part of it, and and I I don't have a an explanation for it, but I do know it seems like everybody's taking their fair share of it because it's not just one individual; it's like somebody else. And it's like you also brought up it was Levante David who very seldom gets called. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He also, by the way, got his twenty ninth career yeah, sack in that he game. He did, <clears throat> which allowed him to pass another all time Bucks great, Rondé Barber, uh-huh. for tenth place. On the Bucks all-time sack list, which I'm happy for um, Levante, but I always thought it was kind of cool that one of our top 10 sackers in team history was a cornerback. Wow, that's true. So now he yeah. top 11, but yeah. <clears throat> still. 28 sacks for a cornerback is amazing. Pretty strong. That, so. that and 47 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Probably should have him in the Hall of Fame, but what do I know? Yeah, who knew? We'll see. That's coming up again soon. I know. We should know relatively soon uh, if Rondé makes it to the finals again, which yeah. he probably will. He'll probably make finals. He'll again. probably get down to the five. Then to the or, five. Or, I'm sorry. He'll get to the 15. Yeah. And then it's, but you know, on a sidebar there, you have Darrell Rivas coming in this year, and I'm not so sure if that should affect Rondé, but it might. Yeah, well, they can, they can both be deserving. Well, that's, I didn't say he wasn't deserving. Yeah, I know I'm what just you mean. Saying they, one or the, the voters other. may have to decide. Yeah, if you're only going to go with one, then, well, you know, we know which There's one. room in the 15 for both of those there guys. There you go. Oh, true. Um, true. What do you got here? Okay. What else? What got? else? Do you just jump around? Um, well, I'll tell you. Okay. I, I just, you know, it, it, at, when we got to the half, everybody was feeling pretty good. And, and uh, I, I talked with uh, a number of people in the press box, and I was just like, there's still the second half. And the reason why I felt that way is because I haven't seen four complete quarters yeah. by the Buccaneers. And that's that. Yeah. That's what, you know, what's always been the Achilles heel this year. Yeah. And I was like, you know, wow, this was 
you know, this was an exciting, fun first half. You know, it's it's it looked it's, like what this team should be capable of. Yeah, and and it was against a, again a really good football team. So you're feeling even like okay, you're not beating up on one of the lower tier teams. You're beating up on you know they six game win streak at that point or five game win streak. Anyway, five and six now. Yeah, um, you know, and so and then and then we had the second half. I, it would be. Cu- I'd be curious to see how that would have gone without all those. T- take away two or three of those turnovers because well, would we have been able to hold our own and hold them off? Yeah, I don't. You know what? I don't know. But the longest play from scrimmage they had in the entire game was nineteen yards. Yeah, but you know what? You did do this. their longest run was nine yards. Right, but you you managed. I know, the, but I lo- can't but, take the turnovers away. I right. know that. But again, you're playing two teams. For whatever reason, yeah. the Buccaneers like to play against themselves. We like to play against. I don't ourselves. think they like it. Well. They certainly are getting into a habit of it, and that seems to be the craziness of this year. There was a play that, okay, so I already alluded to it, um, where Mike Evans had a catch and run, Uh where if there had been no penalty, it would have been a 33-yard game. Yes. But there was a penalty on Chris Godwin for, I think, an illegal crackback block. It was. Which it sure seemed like there was one by their player later in the game. Yeah, and, and, and in that particular call, I think it could have gone either way on that particular one. I think if you didn't call it, no one would be yelling and screaming that you didn't call it. There was somebody on the replay, one of the other players on the Bengals was pointing like frantically, uh, like he, he saw what he thought was an illegal block. Oh, well, sure. And he was trying. So there were there definitely would have been some pissed off Bengals. Right. So here's why I'm bringing this up. Okay. I still don't I think I know football pretty well. And I think I understand how almost every penalty situation works. Yeah. I don't understand these plays where you get a gain. It's first down. You get a gain. You get a penalty that reduces some of that gain. Right. And then it's still first down. So the result of that play. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. So they, they – they enforced the penalty from the spot of the foul, which uh-huh. was 24 yards downfield from the line of scrimmage, right. and it was a 15-yard penalty, so it brought it back to the point where the play essentially gained nine yards. Uh-huh. But it's still first down, so it was first and one, Right. which unless you're at the goal line, you never see first and one. No. And I don't understand the matter. I probably should take some time to read it, but I, every time in the moment I'm confused by these plays where there's you gain yardage. But it's still first down. You don't lose a down even though you gained yardage. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously the Bucks were penalized by losing 24 of the 33 yards that were on that play, but they still got nine yards without having to use a down. Yeah. That seems weird to me. It is, but that's the rule. And then it's first and one. Mm. And we run the ball for two yards. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of that. <clears throat> Well, you're never a fan of any play that doesn't work. So, uh, are, the play worked. Are, or are you are you, are you are you thinking because it's? I know where you're going with this because it's first down, first and one. What better time to throw and do what you want because you've got yeah. two more tries to get a yard. Yeah, and so you could get that so you explosive run for, play. So you're at the okay. That makes sense. So you're at the forty. Blah blah blah. blah where are we here? No, I, I'm understanding what you're saying, but I want to make it really clear. Mm-hmm. You're at the. Oh man, where is it? I mean, either way. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and but a lot of teams don't do that. But I, I do like the fact that now that you mentioned there it, it is. you could you could go for for a big play and not hurt. Yourself. So it's first and one at the fifty, and we run Leonard Fournette right tackle gets one yard. Mm-hmm. 
So now it's first and 10 at the 49. Which would you rather have, first and one at the 50 or first and 10 at the 49? You've gained one yard, right. and it's still first down. Right. Now if you, you throw and you get six yards, uh-huh. it's second down where it would have been first down. But you could also take a longer crack downfield on first one because, if you know, I mean, you can get sacked, you can turn the ball over, whatever. Sure. But the most, but. most likely thing is either you complete it or you don't. And the worst case scenario in that situation is it's second and one. Yeah. Now you run for it. Okay. I mean, I'd wait till third down, but sure. that's just me. I, yeah, I understand. But you're a gamer, though. Oh, you like what to, it is? Yeah, you like to go for broke. I don't know about that. You know. But I just thought that was unusual. I would think first and one is the last time you'd want to be mm-hmm. running a normal run play, right, right. tackle, right. off tackle. I don't know. Which I thought the offensive line played pretty good. Well, he only got sacked one time, mm-hmm. although it resulted in a fumble. Right. Well, hey, uh, our defense got an interception. How about that? Carlton Davis dives to intercept a deflected pass. Well, they had a couple opportunities, like two others that didn't happen. What do you, which I ones think you Winfield Jr. had an opportunity for one. And um, You're not going to say that Joe Tryon on the shovel pass, are you? No, he batted it away. Yeah, he. I saw the replay, yeah. and it's like he re- he, he sees what's that coming. Maybe it should be. He reacts pretty good. He figures out what's coming, but he's trying to get around the guy because he's kind of half behind him. Mm-hmm. And in terms of getting around him, he's really only got one of his two arms free. around the guy yeah. and free. So he and he can't really try to catch it. He can only knock it down. And which was a good play. Yeah, of course. So, yes, defensively, you got to say they have been playing well. They just, they, unfortunately, they, they, they've been having to play too long. Yeah, you that's know, true. They're getting their time in, no question. Well, I mean, they, they had a nice restful first half when the Buccaneers mm-hmm. had the ball for like 21 minutes or something Great. Like that. The time of possession was absolutely crazy in the first half. Yeah, but then it was almost exactly reversed in the second half. And I'm not so sure. Maybe the Bengals would say that they made adjustments and this is why they did what they did. But I, I, I just think that, you know, they were opt- opportunistic, opportunistic. In, uh, in their uh, turnovers. I mean – the one interception was unbelievable. The guy's on the ground. The ball's there. But he made the catch. He did. I couldn't he believe it. He made the catch, and he stayed focused on it. So, I, you know, I look at that. and Real then, time and through the first, like, three replays, I'm like, that bounces yeah. on the ground. It's obvious. And yeah. then I finally saw the right angle. I'm like, holy shit. He, sorry. That's all right. He did catch it. The, um, the only uh, fumble that they can't take credit for is um, – and Tom Brady admitted this on his podcast, is the handoff to Leonard Fournette. Right. He said he has never missed like that to hmm. create a fumble, and wow. he could not believe he did that. He could not believe he did not – the ball came out of his hand. Yeah, he just kind of lost grip of yeah. it, right? He said he could not – you know, and I'm, I'm thinking as I'm listening to him, thinking I couldn't believe it at the time yeah. either, to be honest with you. But that would be the one uh, turnover that they didn't have a part in. And Brady also said – that his first interception, he said after the game that it was a bad throw. Oh, he called it an Essie show. I know. Yes. So we got we got essentially a turnover on some sort of miscommunication mm-hmm. on the punt. We've got a extraordinarily rare mishandled snap by yep. Tom Brady. We got one bad throw, and we got one unbelievably lucky interception by a guy that's falling to the ground mm-hmm. after on a ball that was tipped. Yeah. Now, give him credit for all of that. Well, but you, know, you it, can see how fluky that it, can be. In, in fairness, if you're playing good football, you're not doing that. Yeah, that, they they did not do that. No, and, and they also took advantage of them. Right. So there's that. Um, those are the kind of things that you know you look at and say good teams don't do that, 
or good teams on that day don't do that. Yeah, we That's can't, how I should we're say. six and eight and have lost two in a row mm-hmm. and really can't make the claim of being a good team right now. No, not when you don't have a, when, <clears throat> when, when you're not within a winning record. We just have to continue to operate under the assumption that this team can be a good team. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at the first half, you're yeah, thinking that's uh, what they're capable. Everybody of. was everybody uh, was saying how great that first half was. That that was the team that people were expecting to see. But you know, you got to play four quarters, and t- you know, tip the hat to Cincinnati. They hung in there. They could have, you know. It's a good team. It's a good team, and they're on, they're they're peaking at the right time. And I and I'm going to uh, correct myself because I think in the beginning of the year I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, and they lost their first two, and I looked like I was going to be a genius, <laughs> and uh, they have proven me wrong. That is a good football team. Yeah. So, well, I think they they didn't start out good. No, but they're hitting their stride at the yeah. right time. Yep. 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 So. All right. What else you I also thought, in particular, the run defense was very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. They only gave them like 53 yards, and they kept trying to run wide. And and we they just couldn't get around the end on us, which is how this defense used to be yeah. when it was been in its best. Yeah, yeah. You just couldn't get around the corner on it. I remember back in the, I think the really good run defenses of recent years, like nineteen to twenty one, uh-huh. were more about how good our guys in the middle were, uh-huh. like Indomitian and Vita Vea, uh, right, and and all those guys. But I think um, the run defense from like the first Super Bowl era, yeah. I remember back then you just couldn't get wide on us. Well, I have to, you know, you have to say the defense played pretty good considering that we were changing a lot of parts there. To uh, you know, Vita Vea didn't play in, in this game. Um, you know, neither did. So we had only two uh, outside linebackers active, mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, if you had only two inside linebackers active, you're going to be fine as long as there's no injury because those guys always play every snap. Sure, but the outside linebackers always rotate because they're sprinting around the edge on right. every play, and you know they need a break. So you. Jannard Avery was out. Carl Nassib, who has been playing very well lately, was out. And so you only have Joe Tryon, Choyinka, and Anthony Nelson. And they played every snap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that had something to do with And they played well. They played, yeah. I mean, the, the results overall were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Those two guys combined for a sack. But I don't think I've ever seen that before. Two outside linebackers in a 3-4 defense playing every snap. I, I, it's almost always a rotation. Yeah. I doubt T.J. Watt plays every snap. Mm. I guess they – I know they had some other considerations. There's some inside guys they, they considered moving to the outside, but I think part of it was uh, Todd called it a nickel game because right. they are in three wide almost all the time. Well, in the first half, too, you know, they really didn't play all that much because the yeah. time of possession was, was in the our favor, Buccaneers' favor. So they, uh, it's because they are – because they have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, they spent a lot of time – in three wide. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that means you're in a sub package all the time anyway, which is usually two outside linebackers and two down linemen and an extra defensive back. And I, I don't know. So, but all good, right? I mean, on to the next game, as they say, I guess. What else you got on this game that you want to The final. So, until that last time, we punted the ball. With what, like eight minutes to ten minutes left? Mm-hmm. And it was the first time they actually punted yeah. the entire game. Tried to, well, didn't really try to, but it was the first time they punted the whole game. Right. And it's not, I mean, it was like the New Orleans game. When we punted with seven minutes, the odds of you winning that game down by 13 points weren't high, uh-huh. but it's possible. And we were down 10 points at this point. Correct. And they get the ball back with nine minutes. Now, to this point, their longest drive 
of the entire scoring drive of the entire game was 39 yards mm-hmm. because, you know, they kept getting it in our territory. And this time you got them back at, I mean, their own 38, which isn't terrible. And it's now, and probably because the guys are gassed, right? right. And now it's the time you can't get a stop. And they had yeah. hardly converted any third downs, but they converted two plus got a fourth down on the penalty on Hicks. Uh, and so that drive took – Six minutes and 57 seconds, and was 13 plays long. By plays and by time, that's the longest drive the Buccaneers have allowed all season. And it just came yeah, it came, in a really yeah, bad that, moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if those drives ever come at a good moment. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe your first drive of the game, you can get away with that. Well, I mean, you, you got a lot of time to catch up at that uh, point. Right, right. So I, know, I got some random stuff here. Okay. Like, uh, I really enjoyed Kate Otten's stiff arm on this catch. Oh, that was, like, the best. It wasn't as good as... Uh, the Raider guy, the Raider guy, Chandler well, Jones. He kind of did like a little soft one, like a little kid. You know, you kind of just like yeah. softly push him down. I have read somebody. Oh, you sit there, you stay there. I read somebody describing it as like a little yippy dog was jumping up <laughs> on your knee, and you don't want to hurt him, yeah. but you want to firmly push them down. Oh, uh, talk about a crazy play! Yeah, that could be. That actually made me feel better Sunday night. <laughs> I got I got home and I flipped the TV on and it was halftime and I didn't know the other scores. I knew the other scores, but I didn't know how things happened. So I'm watching that the, the halftime and um, I see that the Raiders scored uh, two touchdowns in like thirty four yeah thirty four seconds and it, maybe it just made me feel better. It just, <laughs> I was like oh, okay I feel better you know I mean I had watched the uh, the Colts. Uh, Minnesota game, and I thought, well, you can't feel any worse than that. And then, and then I went, well, maybe you can. Seriously, who feels worse right now? Um, Jeff Saturday or or um, what was the receiver name for? Oh, yeah, the New England Patriot guy feels worse because that was that was totally self inflicted himself. <laughs> he was a stand up guy afterwards. Well, you got to appreciate that. Yeah, you got to appreciate. I that. think. Well, I've, what else are you going to say? Like, well, right. You're trying to make something happen, but. You know, you do know there's overtime. You do know the score is tied. You well, do know that. It's worse than that, Jeff, because if – let's just say he makes a perfect throw right. and Mac Jones catches it, what then? Because Mac Jones can't, can't throw, throw the, the ball at this well, point. That was the whole reason why they didn't do the Hail Mary. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> kind of just throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, Belichick didn't think he could throw it far enough. I think what happens then is you get wrapped up in the moment. Maybe that's yeah. – you know what it is? It's just like your adrenaline. You're like, I'm going to make something happen. And I did. For the other team. <laughs> yeah, I think the plays just happen, and then all of a sudden it gets pitched to him, and he's like, his brain starts thinking, oh, we're doing one of these pitch plays. Okay, yeah. got to find somebody. Got to find somebody. Uh, I don't blame the guy. He it, had a brain fart. Yeah, yeah, but it cost I mean, you. I guess I do blame the guy. Yeah, and it cost you a game, and they were in the hunt. You know, New England New England is trying to get to the playoffs. Yeah, that game has a, had a huge impact on yes. their, their odds of making the playoffs. They were going to be in pretty good shape. Now uh, they're in really bad shape. Yeah. Yeah, all because you tried too hard. What are you supposed to do? Do your job. No <laughs> yeah, more, no the less. The Patriot way. Yeah, just do your job. I think he was trying to do too much. As yeah. he said, he was trying to do hero ball. Uh, yeah, hero ball. Oh, uh, I like the, that. The, uh, well, that's what he said. Yeah, the, the, I, like uh, I think the, the Patriots might privately argue that the Raiders didn't score two touchdowns in 34 seconds because – have have you heard a single person say they think that Keelan Cole's second foot was in bounds on um, that touchdown? Wow! Well, yeah. I have not yet to see a single well, yeah. analyst or writer or anybody. They, 
How, say, can, how could it not be? They have replay over and over again. You, I actually haven't it, seen any the, scoring is reviewed in New York. I've only seen the it, at full speed. I haven't seen like a, a set of replays on mm-hmm. it. But everybody swears the second feet was clearly foot was clearly out of bounds. Huh? But I don't know how they don't get that one right if that's the case. Well, apparently it must not be the case because they said it was a touchdown. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm not paying any fines this year. <laughs> I'm not. I even have just said I haven't seen the replay. Yeah, I'm just saying everybody else that right. I've heard is saying his foot was clearly out of bounds. But I, but how can that be if every play gets reviewed? Everybody can make mistakes, Jeff. Oh, okay. We'll go with that. It happens. Uh, another thing from this game. Okay. Um, Devin Tompkins. Mm-hmm. He can be fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. I thought there's there's going to be ups and downs in this conversation, Jeff. So don't don't go too overboard here. All right, I won't. I was thinking this very early in the game, okay. and I, I make notes to myself uh, that he's keeping me fun to watch. Like on that end around, that that's what you want out of an end around, man. Yeah. He got around the corner and Speedy. turned on the jets. And he almost he almost looked like Scotty Miller. He's so fast. He might be as fast as Scotty. Yeah. Uh, and then fairly early in the game, the Bengals punted, and the ball was really close to going out of bounds, and he could have just let it go out of bounds, uh-huh. but he caught it. Instead, and managed to zip up the side for nine yards. I thought that was a good play. It was. But, as Todd Bull said on Monday, he has to learn that he's not going to score on every play. Well. And so you just never want the play where you, on a kick return, when it's going, you know, you don't want to do that whole change directions and try to run all the way around the other end. And and these guys from college probably think they're going to get around the end because they're They're faster than anybody else. But this is the NFL. Yeah. And so, but it's a learning experience. Exactly. It's, it's a learning, learning experience. Todd said he'll learn from this and, and won't do that again. But he had two not awesome returns to start the second half, and that didn't help. When right. everything else was going wrong, right. this it's, just added to yeah. it. Yeah. But I do want to see, and it sounds like he's going to continue to be the kick returner, but that's going to require a roster move because he's out of elevations. Well, that was, that was I wanted to bring that up because this was his third week. Yeah. So he, now. Anybody that doesn't know, he's on the practice squad. Since 2020, there's been this option to elevate up to two guys from the practice squad to the active roster for a game day. It's kind of a compromise between people who wanted more players on the active roster, mm-hmm. but they don't want to expand the active rosters. But this at least gives you some more options on game day. So, But you can only do that with a specific player three times in a season. Okay, so plus the, the players. So the key would be to cut someone or you're, release someone. You're going to have to. Who... <clears throat> You can possibly re-sign back to the practice squad, maybe, or, That's or the just, goal. or you, or just, just something that you like. I don't think we need that contributions that, that much. Okay, we so, need this more than we need that. All right. Yeah, so if they're going to continue with Devin Tompkins being the kick returner, which it seems to me like it, they are, mm-hmm. at least for a couple more games to make sure it goes well, then they're going to have to sign him to the active roster. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I'm not. Well, I don't. I, I don't want to speculate I, on who no, cut. No. 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 You can't because that would be unfair. Because we don't know. But he was fun. I, I oh, another thing. Did so when we scored or when we, Carlton got the interception. Yeah. The defense went into the end zone and did their little rowboat celebration, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which like the young the kids around me in the press box were just going, oh, oh, get it, it's the it's the rowboat. I'm like, I'm actually not a huge fan. No. For one thing, I didn't think it was all that creative to begin with. Right. And then they just keep doing it. I wow. wish they'd come up with something else. That said. I did enjoy this one more because K.J. Britt, I don't know if you watched this, uh-uh. K.J. Britt, so the rowboat celebration, they all sit in a row yeah. and act like they're rowing a boat, like they're sure. in the boat. Yeah. K.J. was a little, a, a yard off to the side, 
lying on his stomach, acting like he'd fallen out of the boat, yeah, and swimming exactly. around. And he did a really good job of it. He was on his stomach, and it really looked like he was swimming. And he was like spinning around. I'm like, okay, all right, that was good, KJ. Yeah. You spiced up. Are I was you, getting tired of it, but you spiced the, it up. Are you the grumpy guy in the press box now? I could be. Are you? Have you become that guy? I might be. Huh. Oh, when games start to go like that one, everybody gets grumpy. Yeah, well, there's <clears> that, too. There's that, too. Well, every everybody's an expert at that point of the of the Everybody's in, an expert. In, in, in the press box at that time. I don't Ooh, know. I'm yes, a, there's I'm, a lot of. I'm, I don't know. I'm in another area, so I have to go by what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely people that make their opinions known about play calls and yeah. things like that. Well, they're brilliant. Okay. This isn't a, this isn't about the game, okay. but I wanted to bring it up okay. because there were reports I think late last week Ooh. that the NFL is starting to discuss discuss the possibility of making roughing the passer penalties reviewable. Uh, I have been ahead of this curve for years now. It was at least two years when I, ago when I started saying this. Jeff. Yeah, you, you back me up. I've been doing uh, it on this podcast you for have. at least two years. Yep, you have. I, and I know the season of reviewable pass interference calls was a disaster, uh-huh. and I'm glad they got rid of that. I just think this one's easier to actually police using um, replay. I, yeah, I, I, I concur with what you want to do. Most, and I hope they do do it. Most controversial pass interference calls or no uh, call or no uh, calls. Yes. Which, whichever team you are rooting for, you can make an argument. Yeah. You can look at it, look, he's got his arm hooked, or look, he yeah. this or that, right? Ask There's the, usually contact of some sort. Ask the commanders. Right, right. The last play in the end zone. Yes. Yes, that was, yeah. That one, obviously the commanders are going to be arguing that guy was all over. Sure. And then the other side is going to be like, eh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, you know, he, he doesn't have his arms hooked or anything <laughs> like that. Um, mo- a lot of these... Roughing the passer calls, I believe, happened because the ref, they want them to, I believe they want them to err on the side of caution trying to protect quarterbacks. So if mm-hmm. it looks like it, throw the flag. And you can't always tell in the split second that did he really land on him? Did he really hit him in the helmet? Did he hit him too low? Did he hit him too high? But those are the plays that frustrate everybody, myself included. Yep. When you see the replays, especially when they go against your team, <laughs> and you see the replay and you go, there's no way. That's not even close. Yeah. There was one in a Miami game. I think two weeks ago. I would. I think fans would enjoy getting that out of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, or at least be able. It's like you said. At least be able to take a look, another look at it. Which, in fairness, because it does come down. So many games come down to the, you know, the last drive, and well, it can know. just be such an enormous play because sacks can be so game changing. They usually kill a drive. Yep. And you you're, you get the sack, you're excited, and then there's the flag, and instead of it, mm-hmm. they get 15 yards. Right. Um. So anyway, I'm glad they're talking about it. I feel like well, that was ahead what, of the curve. Probably what they'll do is they will will uh, hopefully, uh, if they don't make it permanent, they at least do. Let's try it for one year and see how it goes. That's what they always do. Yeah, and it, then and then see how it affects everybody. And the biggest concern that the NFL has is how long it takes to do a game. Yeah. But there are other ways to cut time out. But they've got somebody in New York talking to them now Mm -hmm. on plays and tell them, and and so then you'll get the huddle, and then they'll say, uh, it has been determined that this happened instead of that happening kind of thing, and it's not Uh after an official review or anything. Why can't they do that with roughing the passer? Right. 
have the guy in the ear going, guys, no, yeah, that wasn't good. Right. Go go huddle up, talk about it, and say you change your well, mind. Well, you know, they're so protective of the quarterback, and I understand it because that's usually a franchise guy. So you do want to be careful with that. And that's fine. They don't even have to change their mechanisms. Yeah. They can err on the side of caution. They can continue to throw flags every time they think that a hand scraped a helmet. Mm-hmm. But you can now review it. Right. So they can continue to emphasize it, but we can get it right. Are you are you with me here? I am. If you're voting, if you're one of the thirty teams, to, if I would, if they would let me vote, let me in the room, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. What har- It's gonna it's gonna make people happier about the game. I saw something. I mean, there's always human element in the game. There that will always be there, but I don't think you can um, just because of with technology and it, it's almost like the immaculate reception. It's the well, 50- they didn't get a good. Right, it's the video 50, of that. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying, though, is that that was 50 years ago, and you didn't have high def. You didn't have all the replay machines yeah. that they have. Now, they don't have 24 cameras and 24 replay machines. Yeah. They didn't have any of that. Right. So Famously, yeah. on the video, you can't see. It's cut Correct. off at the bottom. Right. So you can't see if the ball hit the ground before he caught it. Correct. And so, and, <clears throat> but that became... The reason why the Steelers and the Raiders hate each other and yeah. it become a rivalry no matter what their record was. Sure. And so that's the human element of the game. The, the, but I think, because I think the, the next Football Life show is going to be on Franco Harris. It is, this Friday on the NFL. I've Network. never watched one. but They're really good. Okay. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's a good way to learn history of the NFL. I just course. don't really get into sports documentaries. Like no. You keep trying to get to me to watch Facing Nolan every time yeah, there's a that's great. I just don't, no. I'm sure, but I just don't But you're a like baseball it. fan. That's why I think you would like it. Because I like it's baseball not, games. Yeah, well, I think you would like it because it, incorporates different aspects of his game in a game it's maybe maybe you'll be bored enough going to phoenix that you'll say oh what the heck and you'll do it and then you'll t- come on salty dogs and tell me how wonderful it was. <laughs> but yes uh, i think technology is we're at a point where it can help the game more than well yeah it's game. been there for a while yeah. just you get technology gets better and better all the time yep. right yep hopefully it was cool before the game I was down doing the pregame show with uh-huh. Casey, but there's big. There's Where do big, you do that? Right next to the pirate ship on the like dock area. So you're in the plaza. Yeah. Okay. But up on up on a dock platform. Platform yeah. that's supposed to look like a dock for the ship. That okay. For the most part, fans can't. I thought come up you were there. in a treasure chest. We are. Oh, that's okay. That's where it is. Okay. Anyway, there was a big break in the middle of it where like the DJ's doing this thing and stuff, uh-huh. and um. <clears throat> a lot of activity if you've never been to a Buccaneer game. There's a lot going on. Or it's on. been They're a They're trying long to entertain time. you. It very much so. They do a from great job. From beginning to end. From they, before the game starts. Yep. Hours before the game starts until yep. the end. They want to entertain you every yep. way possible. Um, so you're doing so, your stand. But it was cool. And then there was breaks in between. Uh-huh. And to, to be able to watch the, the way the Atlanta game was unfolding. Oh, because they have the uh, red zone on. On, on the, boards. On the, especially on the tower Towers. boards. Yes. Um, and so you could watch how those games were unfolding. Uh-huh. And both of them were tight. We wanted yeah. New Orleans. Uh, this was hard to do, Jeff. No. <laughs> rooting for New Orleans. I know. <laughs> it made me want to gag. I know. But I was rooting for New Orleans. Yay. And they were because we wanted them to beat Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And because if they did that and then Carolina lost to Pittsburgh, which thank you, Pittsburgh, they did hold they on. They did. If we had won that game, we'd have a two-game lead with three games to go, and that would be almost on Pretty much, yep. And you probably, and you could have clinched it on Christmas night. What a gift to the Buccaneer fans! Yeah. It would have been clinched if you if you beat the Cardinals. Now all looking ahead. Mm-hmm. We're looking ahead to 
the the cardinal this I know this doesn't mean anything. I'm just trying to give you an idea okay. of what the landscape looks like. We're up one game on the other three teams in the central, right? Correct. The Cardinals, I mean the Buccaneers are favored. If you look at the lines, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers are favored to win in Arizona and all three of the other teams are favored to or not yeah. the favorites. Correct. Carolina's home but they have to play Detroit, I think, who's yeah. red hot. Oh, they are super hot right uh, now. Somebody, and by the way, they are a fun team. To they watch. are. I'm rooting they're, for they're them. They're very exciting, and, and I'm very happy for their fans because, gosh, you talk about a long drought of winning. They certainly have gone through it, and they've tried. And, and so very, very excited for the city of Detroit right now. Continue. Uh, bookmark that about how long it's been for Detroit. Okay. Because that's going to come up again oh. when I answer one of the questions. Okay. <clears throat> How about that? And I don't even know these questions. I know. Look at me. So Atlanta is at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I would have felt better about that one about a month ago, but Baltimore's kind of struggling right now. And they're I don't in, know the situation yeah. with Lamar Jackson. They're in Baltimore, though? Yeah, they're in Baltimore. Yeah, it's hard to... They just that. lost 13-3 to Cleveland. Baltimore. Yeah. Well, Cleveland seems to all of a sudden be a hot team right now. So there is that. Um, and then... Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. Who do they play? Mm-hmm. They play at Cleveland. Wait a minute. No. Yes. Somebody plays the Eagles at the end of the year. I don't think Atlanta. They, plays they, the New Orleans Eagles. plays the Eagles after that. I'm talking okay. about just this, this week. week. Okay. Um. So, you're rooting. You're rooting against. Well, you want the Saints to lose. You want the Card. The um, Panthers to lose, and you want Era, and you want um, Atlanta to lose. Yeah, and they're all Preferably. they're all considered underdogs in those games okay. by the lines. All right. So they probably won't all go that way. No, but at least there's reason to think hey, maybe the Bucks can come out of this weekend with a two game lead with two to play. That would be nice. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be wrapped up. No, but it would mean you probably only have to win one of your other games. Well, it would certainly make that flight home on Christmas night. Well, by then it'll be the day after Christmas by the time we leave Arizona. But it will be nice because uh, that's a 8:20 game uh, East Coast, 6:20 in Phoenix. So, well, you know, we might get home around six o'clock in the morning. That's what I think I heard it was so, going to be six. There you go. Well, Jeff, this what time? This goes up. This what? will go up tomorrow at like 9 a.m. Right? Uh, yeah. We yeah. have to make sure it's not because I'm going to drop some news that, that won't come out until tomorrow morning. Well, when I shoot it off, I would say please do not post until 9 a.m. Because I believe this is going to be announced at eight tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. Uh, wait. Tr- <clears throat> yeah. What are you announcing? And I can tell you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. I got to cut, cut that out. <laughs> Make sure you don't forget that. <laughs> no, I won't. Okay. Uh, All right. So how do, you want me to, how do you want me to get started back up again? Uh, where were we? If this sounds like there was an edit made, there was because Scott said something that he wasn't allowed <laughs> to say and I had to take it out. So we didn't know where to begin. And it, this I got a little confused begin. between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Well, that's why I was trying to stop you because I knew what you were going to I knew what you were going to say. And I'm okay. like, wait a minute. OK, so. All right. But we, we're good now. All right. All right. We're, we're clean. Whew. Wow. You'd be breaking a story and a half. That wouldn't be good at all. So everyone, the NFL would not be. Happy yeah. So pay attention to uh, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. NFL Network. Then you'll know what we were talking about. Continue, Scott Smith. Okay. Well, I lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> uh, it was cool watching. So it was cool watching those games. Yeah. Thinking, hey, we got a shot now, and then we couldn't hold up right. our end of the bargain. But um, so what you're saying is, we're at a point in time at this time of year that all teams, whether they like to admit it or not, do a little bit of scoreboard watching. They will never admit that. No, but we will. We were watching oh, the scoreboard. Oh, I totally was. 
And also, uh, Atlanta's watching the scoreboard, and uh, Carolina's watching the scoreboard, and they were ecstatic uh, on um, on Sunday when uh, when the Buccaneers did not beat the Bengals. So yeah, they're like, "Hey, you're saying yeah, there's still a chance? There, there's still a chance. We're only a game back. You know, here we are. Week what is this? Week sixteen or fifteen? Sixteen out 16? of eighteen. Yep. So still alive in December. You know, it is. Uh, you know, the NFC South is not what everybody thought it was going to be, or at least it wasn't what they thought the Buccaneers were going to be. Uh, not many people thought the NFC South was going to be very strong, and, it, and it, apparently it's not this year. However, that all being said, you're you're in that division. That's what the division is, and uh, here it is, uh, middle of December, near the end of December now, honestly, because this is the 20th. Uh, you know, you have a chance for the playoffs, and that's what you want. You want a chance at the playoffs. How many years have you gone where you don't have a prayer in October? So I'm enjoying this. It's not all the wins I want, but I'm still enjoying it. Well, looking forward, Jeff, the Buccaneers have at Arizona, at home against Carolina, and at Atlanta. And by far the most important game of those three is Carolina. Yes. You can plug in different combinations mm-hmm. on 538.com, and it'll um, give you the playoff odds. Yep. If we beat Carolina, we have 98% chance of winning the division. Yeah. And, and the, if we beat Carolina and win either of the other two games, we have it no matter what else happens. Yeah. And so the reason it's why. Carolina game. Yeah. The reason why you have to beat Carolina is Carolina beat you. Yeah. And if you ended up in a tie. Plus, both Carolina and the Bucks are 3 and 1 right. in division games right now. Correct. And that's the. Uh, after head to head, that's the next tiebreaker. Tie so okay. that's the biggest game on our right. schedule, but. Obviously, you want to try to win them all. But if you're the Buccaneer team right now, all you're worried about is the Cardinals. You no, no, yeah, exactly. That's where that's where it, where I don't it think, has to begin. I don't think Todd Bowles is back in his office noodling around with the playoff odds <laughs> at 538.com. I certainly hope not. Um, the other thing I saw on the big boards while um, waiting between segments in the pregame show, <laughs> they had the camera on. Uh, when Tom Brady went by some, you know, there's fans that could yeah, see on yeah. this. They have pregame passes on sure. the field. Yep. And he stopped and talked to, like, looked like maybe a 12-year-old kid. Uh-huh. That kid looked like he, he'd just been stunned, like he was dazed. Yeah. Like he was feeling his face like, did this really happen? It uh-huh. was so cute. He was like, it wasn't like he was crying or jumping up and down or, or you know, talking to everybody like, did you, I just got to meet Tom Brady. He was yeah. like, he was dazed. Yeah. He was just standing there like, with this look on his face, like, what just happened? And he's staring off, and he's touching his face. I'm like, that's the power of Tom Brady right there. Well, it's interesting. In On Tom Brady's podcast, Snoop Dogg was on, and Snoop Dogg brought it up that Tom stopped and did that. Really? And Because they were talking about meeting, uh, uh, meeting young people when you have fame and how you handle it and what you do. And Snoop Dogg brought it up and said, you know, you're concentrating, you're focused, you have other things to do, but you just took that moment and you basically changed that child because he will always remember that as a key moment in his childhood of how cool was Tom Brady stopped and talked to me. So did that, did that clip go viral or it something? It must have. Because I, I'm just, I just saw it on the video boards. I didn't know it, it was on TV. It, it must because Snoop Dogg talked about Tom stopping uh, I'd love now, to see I kind of thought it – now, what's interesting is I thought when Snoop Dogg was talking about it, it was after the game because Snoop Dogg said, oh, you were you're pissed off that you lost and you're mad. So it could be two separate So it could situations. be two things. But he still stopped and yeah. did it, which I which – That like, would be even more impressive. Yeah, which, which <clears throat> you know, you can't do it for everybody, but when you can, it's nice. Yeah. So, all right. Did else? you see the um, 
the sort of basketball style uh, sideline interception that uh, who was it? There was it the Tennessee had. No, I did not. I've always I've thought about this many times. Uh, uh, if anybody's ever done this or would do this, the uh, this I guess his name I think it's Roger McCurry, a cornerback for um, Tennessee. Uh-huh. It was it was a pass into the end zone. It was over the the intended target's head. It looked like it was just going to fly out of bounds. He couldn't catch it and stay in bounds, so he jumped, caught it in air. And before landing, threw it back to his teammate, so I think some guy named Kalu, who was in the end zone. And that counts. Really? That's an interception. Wow. That's a freaking cool play oh, right there. That's See, now that's doing more than you're supposed to do and having <clears throat> success. And it's like in basketball, when they jump out of bounds and throw it back. Before so what happens if he jumps out of bounds and bats it back in, and then the uh, then it catches it, and it's touchdown. a touchdown. It's a touchdown. So same, same effort. Different yeah, result. But, I mean, he could see clearly who to who throw to it to. It wasn't really a risky risky play. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> I was just thinking about. You already know that interceptions are my favorite play. Sure they are. They're most exciting. If you ask most, well, I guess, I don't know, would you rather score a touchdown or have an interception? I Both. Put your hands together. together. <laughs> Pick six, baby. Put your hands together. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, and then I guess the biggest thing, and we kind of alluded to it. Sure. Briefly, over the weekend, other than, you know, Buck stuff, uh-huh. was that Minnesota comeback. <clears throat> Did mm-hmm. you watch it? Mm-hmm. I watched all – this is how bad my Saturday was. <laughs> I watched all three games in their entirety. So, you talk about um, – because we had a late game, so I said, oh, I could stay and watch this game. Um, just an afternoon of football, being a fan, and – and I would be yelling and screaming just like a fan does. And then after it was over with, I was like, oh, I don't feel bad about this at all. It's not my all. problem. Yeah, it's not my problem. <laughs> On to the next. But, uh, yeah, the, the Colts, Minnesota, which goes to which, – which is – I think that's what makes it fun in the NFL. You just don't know. Usually you know. Usually. If you're up 33 nothing. But look how many crazy endings. I mean, you had 33 to nothing. We were up 17-3. I mean, 17 points. I mean, the New England game. The New England game. There were a lot of. That's crazy, crazy stuff. But this one in particular, I don't remember what I was doing earlier in the day. <clears throat> I so I didn't catch the first half of this game. Uh huh. And then I, but I check in on things, and I'm like, Indy's leading thirty-three nothing. Yeah. Because I, I thought I was just reading it wrong. Indy's right. leading Minnesota thirty-three nothing. So I'm like, okay, I want to watch this because, yeah. Full disclosure. I just don't. I kind of don't like the Vikings, right? Like we talked about. You were actually feeling good about it because they were because you feel like they're they've had ten wins, but you really didn't think that they did. Yeah, because every win they got is by one score. Yeah, they're like ten and zero in one score games, which doesn't happen. No, but it's usually the sign that a a team's record is better than. And we said last week, I think they were they had a negative two point differential. Mm -hmm. So after winning by three, they're basically even point differential and a eleven and three record. Yeah. But you have to, you have good teams figure out a way to win. That's what people say. So, well, apparently. or good teams get lucky as heck. Well, their luck's going. It was so. So my experience with that game was, I just I liked seeing Minnesota win lose. Plus, it's AFC against NFC, so uh-huh. you want to root for AFC this time of season, right? And then, but then when the Minnesota comeback started, it was like even early on when it was still, you know, still up by four touchdowns, or whatever. I was uh-huh. like. This has an air of an this has a feeling of inevitability about it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, oh, it's like um, Mr. Smith in um, the Matrix when he's holding Neo down 
thinking that he's going to hold him down and he'll be run over by the subway. And he says, do you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. And that's the way I felt like this is just inevitable. This is the feel of inevitability. <laughs> Mr. Smith. Don't tell me you haven't um, seen I, The Matrix. I have not. Holy <laughs> You've never seen The Matrix? What movies do you watch? You watch old movies, don't you? Well, I you don't. You watch old movies on the plane. I'm, I, I'm not a big movie person. You've never seen The Matrix? No. No, I know they flip around, you know, that type of <laughs> bullshit. But, you know. That's because they're in the Matrix. It's okay. like a computer simulation. Whatever. I'm not, yeah. The, no. the, I'm being honest. No. Crazy. I am. It's a really, really entertaining movie. I okay, well, well, if it's on. It's, I don't think it is. Well, if it shows up, I'll hit it and I'll okay. buzz you and let you know. Uh but yes, it, it seemed inevitable that the the Vikings were going to come back. Because it was one of those games where, actually, there were a couple plays that went horribly wrong and maybe weren't even fair against the Vikings. That's true. And like the one fumble, yeah, they picked it. It was what would have been the tying score. Mm-hmm. The uh, indie guy fumbles, and the ref calls him down. And then you see the replay. He was standing upright when he dropped the ball. <laughs> This wasn't like, is his knee down yet? He was standing up, and he gets the ball knocked out of his hand. It was the easiest overturn of all time. But the problem for Minnesota, it proved to be an elusive, I mean, not a very long-lasting problem, Uh is that they can get the ball because they had a clear recovery, but they're not allowed to advance it because the whistles have been blown. So they end up getting robbed out of a touchdown that should have been incredibly obvious, but they went and scored anyway. And there was at least there was another penalty on, I think, a long return where – they got it all the way down to like the 13 yard line of the Colts, and then there was a penalty, and that brought it all the way back to like their own 13 yards. Right. So it was something like a 70 yard penalty, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And you see the replays, and it was a bad call. Yeah. So they actually got some breaks. Ter- no, some terrible things happened yeah. to them. And still won. And still won because otherwise, every single thing that they needed to happen happened. Well, uh, the. Um it was the the joke all game was Jeff Saturday playing on Saturday. It's a Saturday game doing the, the all of that stuff. Well, that's a great joke. Yeah, I'm but laughing I, my butt off. But I will say I will say this: it's thirty three to nothing at the half, and the Viking fans stayed. That's true. They stayed, and and, that- and I totally love fans. That stay throughout the no matter what. That you know what it's it's the week before Christmas. We can go find something else to go do. Do shopping. You know <laughs> it's not our day. Let's go pack the kids up. Let's head out of the stadium. No, they stayed, and, and I like it. And at the you like it for that reason. <clears throat> I liked it because early on at the end of the half, and then early in the second half, it was an opportunity for what, what was that game on. Fox, I don't know. Uh, it was an opportunity for them to constantly show crowd shots of Vikings fans looking miserable. <laughs> and just like <laughs> slumped. It. And I was like, this is great. I'm really yeah. enjoying this. I just don't like the Vikings. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> either way, I give them props. But the, then as it turned out, all those people get to have the time of their lives. I bet you there's over a million people who are going to say, say they, were, they were, were at that stadium. <laughs> yep, we strayed the whole time. They have a story to tell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'd admit I left that game early. Oh, <clears throat> my goodness. I think I'd have to, like, watch oh. a replay and memorize everything that happened. Yeah. Go, yeah, when that happened, we were jumping up and down. Yeah. Some yeah. games you can admit to leaving early, but I don't think you could admit to that. No. No, but. They, it was the greatest comeback in NFL history. history. Yeah. 
they um yeah but they're they're pretty you know they're solid fans they're like green bay fans they got nothing else to do they're there <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of no. backhanded compliment no there. they're they're all in they oh. are all in they're not they're not like oh this is my team except that where i grew up is my other team so i'm going to root for them while they're playing my team where i live in the city type of fan well wow, that was a long hyphenated sentence yeah they're like a okay um so i've been striking through all my notes when i'm done with them i yeah. only have one left okay and it doesn't have anything to do with anything <laughs> well but we can go to fan and, questions and here in just that, a second that would be <laughs> kind of like this podcast <laughs> but continue <laughs> it, for some reason i decided to write down that i want people to stop saying the word funnily 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 enough is usually how they use it like they're saying you know funnily enough i was at that game or something uh, like that funnily i don't know if that's a real word and i didn't look it up but it's a terrible sounding word funnily. just say funny enough yeah. Funny enough, I was there for that game. Funnily enough, I, I've heard that like five times in the last couple of weeks. That's why I'm saying it. Stop saying funnily. I don't say it. Don't say it. I'm don't start saying funnily. Anybody listening, don't don't say that word. It's why? terrible. It why? sounds awful. Why would you say that? Why would you say funnily? Yeah. Because it's an adverb. And I mean, if it really exists, it's an adverb and you're just trying to use it in that way. Right. Instead of using it as an adjective. Although... It should be an adjective if you're using it before funny. Hmm. Now, D- D- dictionary.com does not like funnily. If you try funnily, it takes you to funny, but it doesn't have funnily listed anywhere as like a... Funnily. Oh, well, is actually, it down there? here at the bottom, it does say funnily. Ah, so it is correct. Maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't like it, so don't use it. So funnily... I mean, use it all you want, just don't use it around me. Yeah. Or like in a national podcast or something like that. But how do you how how is it used? I just showed it. Just you know how you say funny enough. I yeah, it's funny enough. It's the same thing. They're just they're just saying funnily instead of funny uh, enough. Funnily enough. Funnily enough. Okay, so we're good. So you agree with me? Don't use that. I totally. I'm all in. I all am right, not so using it. I guess we go to fan questions now. If you like, whatever you like. What movie is that from? I have no idea. Whatever you like. I don't know. Coming to America. Uh Eddie, I, I, did that. I, saw, did yeah, I did see that. You did see that one. That's the uh, concubine. Don't see that. Don't see coming to America too. Not so. Funny. I know that wasn't. That great. was not. That so was funny. not good. But fun, coming to America, the original is a classic, mm-hmm. and it's his concubine that he's supposed to marry at the beginning, and she'll do anything that he says. Yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> and he tells her to jump up and down on one leg and bark like a dog. Remember that? <laughs> Jeez. You don't remember that? I do. <laughs> okay. All right. Questions. This one is from Brian Uris. I think I'm pronouncing that right. right. Um, <clears throat> he's from Bradenton. Okay, and I, he's, he's one of the, he's a fellow who, before we went to Munich, had, you know, like, had, I think he gave me his phone number. He's like, if it turns out it works out, you know, oh, if you want to oh, meet up oh, somewhere. Oh, just didn't, it didn't work out for us. I owe him an apology. He oh. sent me, he sent me an email and it, it was coming in a flurry of emails I was getting and I meant to reply to him, but read it that's probably what he anyway yeah we did not get a chance to meet up yes missed you in germany but Mm -hmm. we all had a great time regardless good yeah enjoying the recent shows and wanted to pass a word to gene deckerhoff thanks so much for decades of fantastic bucks calls Uh uh-huh great i'm sure his name will be in the ring of honor very soon that's an interesting concept i didn't think of that i told my teenage kids this week that 25 years ago while i was working out of town regularly i would call family back home in bradenton and ask if they can turn on Buck's radio in the garage and put the cordless landline phone next to it so I could hear the games live. (laughs) (laughs) 
25 years ago, didn't you have to pay for long distance? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, maybe not. Maybe 25 years ago. But on what? the weekends, everything was cheap. Okay. You know, it's funny you say that because I remember, well, 25 years ago would be in the mid 90s, late 90s. 1997. Uh, <clears throat> I can remember uh, giving ownership uh, a phone number. It was a listen line that they would call oh, cool. into the radio station and you would. They, you would be able to hear the station. Cool. To when they were out of town. This and wasn't wanted, made public. No. Okay. This was a line that was not made public. Okay. Correct. Um, so cool. he he did th- that version of it, which is you know that's one of the best things. Like the different one of the big best differences between when I went to college and mm-hmm. when my son went to college. <clears throat> yeah. Because you had to get a phone, you know, you had to get phone service in yeah. your dorm room or your fraternity room sure. or whatever, and right. you had to pay long distance or make collect calls home to mom. Right. You didn't use the payphone. No, I used. Okay. Um, we we all just you signed up for for phones. Okay. And got them service and then. Yeah. Uh, but again, long distance cost money back then. But now they just have cell phones and it's just you know it's you just have to worry about phones. Yeah. And plus, you never call anyway. You just text these days. That's true. I, okay, so I will miss the three, two, one touchdown Tampa Bay next year, and, and wish all the best to Gene in retirement. Not so fast. That's why I didn't quite understand this question. No. Well, okay, this is how best way to explain it since we're near the end of the year. Last the, in the beginning of this season, uh, Gene announced that he was no longer going to be doing FSU right. football, basketball, everything. And that he was going to honor his commitment to the Buccaneers. And everyone took that as he only had a, a one-year agreement with the Buccaneers without getting into a lot. That's not true. But it's always up to Gene. If Gene wants to go again, he goes again. If Gene decides he doesn't want to go, he doesn't go. So to your knowledge, so it's not been the decision. It has, has not, not been, been determined that this is his last season. Well, that's that's potentially good news for I'm Brian. Hoping, I am, I'm hoping it is not. Yeah, obviously all I've are. done I've done everything in my power to make it the most fun for him. You have to remember, this is the first year he did Buccaneer football only. Yeah. So he gets to travel on Saturday. Yeah. He's at right. the team hotel now. Right, we right. see him on Saturday. It's a lot less complicated. A lot less complicated. It's, it's not as much running around. Uh, he's able to uh, jump on the team bus and ride it into the stadium rather than getting – you know, trying to yeah. an Uber, trying to get close to the stadium, right. trying to get in because we all know how difficult that is. Yeah. Um, so uh, I hope that uh, that will not be the case. But I do like the fact that he is recognizing Gene's work for so many years, and I would too. The day that ever happens, three, two, one, touchdown, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> That's so, potentially good. So news. keep, yeah, it's kind of like the holiday spirit. Keep your fingers. I read this email earlier and like last week, and uh-huh. it was like, did I miss that? I didn't know he'd announced that he wasn't coming. <clears throat> no, but it, I understand why people felt that way because when he made the announcement, people were saying, "What about the Bucks?" And he said, oh, "I'm going to honor my commitment to the Bucks." And so, okay, so this next one here, okay, from a gym, doesn't say from where. It sounds. It seems like he's disagreeing with me, but I don't see where we're disagreeing. All right. So I, I will be the judge of this. We were talking about Donovan Smith last week, right? And he'd been taking a lot of heat, mm-hmm. and there was the thought that he was playing undisciplined. Right. And I think my statement was, not every time that you give up a sack, it's because of undisciplined, some, or you get a penalty. Right. It's because you got beat. Right. Not every time you give up, you're called for a penalty, is because you're undisciplined. Right. You may have been doing what you're supposed, trying to do what you're supposed to do, and got beat. Correct. 
and that's pe- that doesn't necessarily make it better. I'm just arguing that. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I didn't say none of them are because of. I'm pretty yeah. sure I just said not all penalties that an old lineman or anybody draws are due to being undisciplined. Yeah. So th- th- with that as the background, he says I'm listening to your post SF episode. You have a segment where you discuss that just because Donovan Smith held doesn't mean he's undisciplined. He is constantly being beat, which necessitates him holding. This is him talking, not me. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be better. Yeah, okay. Okay. I've attached a play during the San Fran game where he looks to be more focused on blocking air than the multiple defensive linemen charging at Brady. He's tied for first in the league with 11 penalties and tied for sixth in the league with sacks allowed. Okay. I know exactly, the, and I have not seen. No, it's not the same play. It's not? Where, Another one you're going to talk about. About the line call being wrong? That it, that no. No, maybe it is the one. Because Did they all move to the right? Because it was a line call that there was a call, and it was the wrong call, but Donovan got blamed for it. So I understand how you feel the way he does. However... You know, uh, when things aren't going right, everybody wants to have an opinion about it, and that's what makes sports so much fun. Yeah, but it's more than that here, Jeff, because at no point were we trying to defend no, no. the quality of Donovan's play. But sometimes, but sometimes it's you, because you're getting beat does not mean you're not disciplined. That was my only point. If yeah. I'm not anyway, the the I think you might have it then because he attaches a little uh, little video. Mm-hmm. It's pretty short. And and let yeah, me, let me see. Let me get up over here for a second. Hold so on, hold on. It's second. really brief. Hold on. Okay, Jeff has taken off his headset, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, that's the line call. I don't know if you could hear that through my headset, but he said, "Yep, that's the line call." That is. That, so that, I didn't okay. know this. Let me let me finish. That got posted, and everybody jumped on it. Like, oh, look how bad Donovan plays, and the real and and you know who who. Uh, came back on it and said, "If you really know what's going on, it's a it was the line call because this is what it was. It was Gerald McCoy. Uh-oh. Gerald McCoy said this is what the problem was. But because it looks so bad, I mean, he looks like a turnstile. And well, because he he and everybody else immediately yeah. moves to their right, correct? Which you could tell is in concert and they're meant yes. to do. But uh. it it was it wasn't a great idea, right? Because then this other guy, fifty six, is running right past him. Right, he ends up with nobody to block. Correct. He's he has no chance, but he sticks out an arm. Right. It's a terrible play. Yes. Um, but it's not necessarily because he's undisciplined or he got beat. Correct. He, You're saying in this particular one, he did what he was supposed to do. It was the wrong call. And he does not make the Donovan does not make the calls. Yeah, obviously. So <laughs> protection plan. Yeah, I don't know how you would look at that and say he's more interested in blocking air yeah. than the multiple defensive linemen. Well, because he's looking at that, and that is a, that you look at that play and you go, geez, what is he doing? So and so unless you know the rest of the story, you're going to feel that way. So are, I understand why he's saying what he's saying, yeah. but I'm coming back and saying yeah. I, I yeah. had this discussion and it was a line. And, 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 but it doesn't make it any better. It doesn't make it any better from a full team perspective. Correct. Somebody messed up. Correct. Or some, potentially multiple somebody. Correct. There was an error in... The in, whole point, though, that is that this is not a good example of Donovan Smith being undisciplined. Right. And and sacks can happen, or sacks and penalties can happen from being mm-hmm. undisciplined, but they can also happen from getting beat or from following a, a call that, that ends up being bad. Right. And the thing, the thing is, well... Donovan's had his ups and downs, no question. But he's always his best availability is his best ability is his availability, and he's been there a lot. 
and well, it's not like there's a ton of left tackles out there to go grab off the market right well, now. Well, and in, in, in just in terms of what has to happen right now for the remainder of the season, the Coach Bowles last week was asked multiple times about Donovan uh-huh. and have they considered moving him? Would they consider him. playing Brandon Walton there? Yeah. And Coach Bowles said, and I think this is the obvious answer, we've considered everything, and right now Donovan Smith is the best That's answer. Correct. There and you then, go. And part of that is because they've seen enough quality to play from him to believe yeah. he can continue to deliver it. And in this last game, he was pretty good. He was. But I understand the fans' frustration. Sure. And part of the problem with the way people isolate stuff, because you can grab everything, you can screenshot it, you can look at the all-22s, you can isolate it. A play, you can look at a play and think one thing, and unless you actually know what the call is, you do you really don't know who did what. But everybody thinks they're an expert on what it's well, supposed to be. <clears throat> Sometimes, Jeff, you can see a physical error. Well, if a guy drops true. a pass. Well, yes. If a guy drops an I understand that. Um, it, there are times, yes, when not, especially on the lines. When they say the especially, film. It's pretty obvious yeah. when a corner is trying to stop a receiver. From catching a pass, everybody knows what everybody's trying to do there. When they say the film, the film don't lie. It doesn't. Except sometimes you can misinterpret it. <laughs> so, but in any case, he makes a point though. Donovan, Donovan has made. Uh, um, he's he's had a lot. Of he's penalties. he's had penalties at the probably the worst opportune times. But the only time you hear uh, an offensive line's name is when he messes up. So. Okay, moving on. Ready? Okay. Mike, this is from a Michael Spala. Oh, who, by the way, thank you, and we appreciate that type of stuff. I like when I like li- that he actually I, gave us something to look at. Well, and I like the fact that he listened to the podcast. He uh, was motivated enough to respond to something that he didn't agree with and then tried to show us proof. So I will I say, like though, him. I will say he sounds awfully salty. Well, like he, he's our kind of guy. Works, which I guess works for yes. this podcast. He needs to be better. Yeah. <clears throat> In a similar vein... Uh, we answered a question from Michael Spala. Um, where is he from? Connecticut. Okay. Uh, last week. And it was the guy who um, his his daughter came into the game and said, the Bucks are losing. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. <laughs> I think we must have questioned whether or not she was a, a fan because he'll get to that. Okay. But also he said something was inexcusable. Oh, what's that? Uh, he said that game, yesterday's performance, that's the San Fran game, was – was with this amount of talent was inexcusable. Oh. And I kind of took a little bit of uh Yeah, we both took we both did inexcusable. Because guys are out there playing, they're yeah, trying. Right. That's not inexcusable. Inexcusable is like not trying. Yeah. Or not showing up or leaving or leaving the team at halftime and taking your jersey off and now that is inexcusable. Those, those kinds of things are Yeah, that that would be trying and messing up is not inexcusable. No. Your ability may be questioned, but not your inexcusability. And here he says in response Okay. Hey guys just listened today. Uh, I wanted to clarify a few things. Okay. First off, you're right. Inexcusable was probably a little harsh. I wanted to use a bit, nice big word to impress Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm all in on that one. <laughs> sucked, tanked, blue would have yeah. all been sufficient. I agree. Correct. They did suck. Yeah. The game sucked. The, the, right. I don't know about tanked again. That sounds like you're... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's how How about determined. it was intolerable? As a fan to watch? Yeah, it was in- it's pretty harsh, but at least that's more like... I couldn't tolerate. I was trying to. I was trying to use a big word. That's for Scott. A pretty, yeah, that's a pretty good word, Jeff. Second, I did tune back in, but I had to go to Sunday ticket because you're right. Fox cut the game midway through the third. <laughs> I guess they felt the same way I did because I guess he remember if he turned the game off. Finally, my daughter is a diehard Bucks fan. Uh, I raised my kids right. 
<laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. My son loves wearing his vintage Gerald McCoy jersey Ooh, to like, school. He's like four. Uh, two Gerald McCoy references in like two minutes. I there. know. He's a good guy, too. I've also con- converted my wife, who never really had a team, but crushes hard for Mike Evans and Vita Vea. Uh, well, if, she gonna go get, <laughs> if you're going to get a crush, those are two good dudes. Not very similar, though. Uh-huh. She's a lifer now, too. What's funny about my kids is they only know the Bucks being a good team, so when they lose, they're shocked. That's a good point. Okay. It's like 20-year-old Red Sox fans who, had no, oh, <laughs> who know yeah. nothing about oh. what my grandparents, parents, and myself went through. Yeah, right. He says so he's, true. I, he says he's 38. So I fell true. in love with the Bucks through Mike Allstott in the 90s. Okay. So I had a few good years and lots of misery until 2019-20. Yep. I hope the upward trend continues. Thanks for reading. Merry Christmas. <clears throat> yeah. Merry Christmas to you. There's not really a question family. here, but... No, it was nice that he... Checking he in, letting checking us Checking in, let us know, and, you know, he tried to use a big word, and it failed. Okay. All right. This one is long, oh. and it's very salty. Okay. Who's it from? Mike Cordell. Okay. Where's he from? Uh, he doesn't say on this one, but uh, I recognize the name, so... Trying to hide his identity. No. Okay. Ahoy, dogs. Ahoy. I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're as salty about this one. He's talking about the Bengals game. As yep. I am... Yep. The first half was amazing. Yeah, it was. The defense held Burrow to the least amount of yards in the first half in his career. Yep. Actually, I hadn't heard that until I read this. That's very nice. The offense actually looked like a professional football offense. Whoa. Then halftime. He getting a little salty on that one. I've already seen people blaming the defense, which isn't true. We agree with that. Yeah, they totally. played great. They did. Especially when the offense and special teams gives up the ball inside their own territory five times. Yes, that's kind of what we've already discussed. He watched this game. <laughs> With how beat up the defense is and thrown into the fire the way they were, I'm proud of how they fought to stop a red-hot Bengals team. That's true. I think that's all. Very good. So where's the saltiness? Is Geo still a Bengal? Wow. How on the fourth and one are you the only player on special teams not knowing what's going on? Mm. He looked clueless. When I saw that happen with how it's been this year, I immediately started to worry. Since that wasn't bad enough, let's throw in four more turnovers and give one of the hottest teams in the NFL very short fields. Okay. Okay. We haven't talked about the Geo thing, and I don't want to. Right. Uh, the post-game stuff. I don't oh, want did he bring that. it up? No, and I don't oh. want to get into it. Did he? Oh, he didn't bring it up. Though. He did not. Okay. But what we know is that he he took responsibility. He did. And they've discussed it, and they're not going to come out with details unless Geo decides to. Coach was clear. Right. It's been discussed. Yeah. There was a mistake made, yep. and we're moving on. We fixed it, and we're moving on. So, coach said there was a mistake. I don't Gio know. said he was the one who made the mistake. I don't know how to answer. Is he the only player in special teams that's not knowing what's going on? I don't think we know that. Yeah. He could have been, mm-hmm. there could have been only one person who didn't. Right. I mean, there could have been half the team that didn't know, or right. he did know, and there was something, right. a different sort of mistake. But he didn't. Do this on purpose. I think he's joking here, but he and the this reason, on purpose because he's a former. Yeah, Bengal. and the reason why you don't discuss it all the way is because you may want to be doing it again. You may want to use this play, and you don't want to tip off anything. So, Tom, and it's an in-house problem. Tom Brady has had seven turnovers in three weeks. Yeah, when he's only had two leading up to then. Yeah, Rashad White was non-existent in the second half. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the second half adjustments were dot dot dot. Did they make any? Yeah. Well. I don't know, second half adjustments? What did we have to adjust to? We were killing them in every way. Right. It was the Bengals that needed to adjust. Correct. The problem was the turnovers, which is what you just said right there. And Yes. Yeah, saying something like Tom Brady has seven turnovers in three weeks is just stating a fact. Right. Because as you pointed out yourself, he only had two 
for the previous like eleven weeks. Yeah, which is awesome. Right. And Tom Brady has been awesome throughout his entire career. So yeah, he's responsible for seven turnovers in the last three weeks. That's right. a true statement. But what's your point? You're just pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does Tom Brady need to see, change something about the way he's playing? Yes, he needs to quit turning the ball. Yeah, over. but I mean, <laughs> does he need? Is there a lesson here? If do you, yeah. do you do you walk up to Tom and go? Do you realize you have seven turnovers in the last three weeks? He obviously knows that. Sure. Well, he, yeah. Don't make a bad throw. Yeah. Well, he don't said, let the ball slip out of your hands. And that's what he said. He goes, "It was a crappy throw. The one was a crappy throw, and he not getting the ball to his running back and letting it slip out of his hands." Well, I'm, I'm being too harsh. He's just yeah. venting here. That's I've odd. been a diehard Bucks fan since I was five. Thank okay. you for that. Yep. And I wear their tattoo proudly. Wow. But ta- I can't. Yeah, I don't even have one of those. No. <clears throat> but I can't remember an absolute collapse like this besides the Monday night Colts game. I'm glad he threw that in there because I would have said, hey, how about, how about the Monday night Colts game? How about the 1992 L.A. Rams against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? At halftime, it was 26-3. to Nice. That and was the game Tiger Armstrong cut two touchdown passes. Correct, and right? that, that was Dave Moore's first game, and he thought, <laughs> "Oh, look at this team, we're really good." And then they ended up losing yeah. that game. That was so, a bad one. So, if you want to know about games that have gone south, I just gave you another. Actually, game. to be honest with you, seventeen a fourteen point lead is not even close to the worst no. lead that the Bucks or any other team right. has blown, even this past weekend. Correct, but but but, it, but everything went wrong. That's true. It, it was a terrible half of football. What may Correct. And what makes it worse is that you were playing a quality team. You dominated the first half. You were feeling good about yourself as you went and got yourself another beverage. And then things went south. So I understand the frustration because he's not the only person feel that like feels our, that way. I feel like our podcast is becoming the opportunity for fans to vent. They should. <laughs> they should. But... Also, if you vent, we're going to also talk about what you're venting about. And we want to talk you off the ledge and say, hey, get ready Christmas night, Arizona well, Cardinals. I don't think we have to worry about Mike here. I think no, he's got a because, tattoo for Well, that too, and he says, I never believe we are out of any game or situation. Like it. Regardless of how it looks, I, I never even turn off the game like your listener emailed last week. Ooh, shots fired. Uh-huh. Mike, that's some Mike on Mike violence right there. Right. I love this team too much to give up in dark times, and I never will. Yeah. Oh, this keeps going. Oh, wow. Okay, but it's becoming positive. Okay. I know I've been negative in this email, but I wanted to end it on a positive note. Mike Evans killed it in the first half, which makes that 1,000-yard season more attainable to keep the streak and grow the record alive. Unfortunately, he only had, I believe, three targets in the second half mm-hmm. with no receptions. Yeah. But he did get the P.I. call. He did. That's him. I didn't say Again. that. Again. Donovan Smith looked like he stepped up his game this week, even though getting hurt. And Russell Gage looked like the player we have been hoping for since he was signed, but has dealt with some injuries. Mm-hmm. Sorry this is long, but I'll finally ask a question. It looks like in the first round we will be playing the Cowboys. We have to get there first. Let's point that out. Yep. We have to get there first. Correct. Who I dislike the most in the league. Well, almost everybody that's sure. not a Cowboys fan Man. feels that way. Right. In quotes, America's team hasn't done anything in almost 30 years. True. True. Anyways, with how they've looked the last couple of weeks, it seems like they will choke as usual. The playoffs are completely different than the regular season. So I was wondering, Scott, what is the win probability of teams in the playoffs that haven't that have had an around 500 regular season record? Don't know how the Bucks will end up, but I'm predicting a three-game win streak heading into the playoffs. I'm a numbers guy like you are. Since you did, thanks for reading, Mike Cordell. All right, I can give you one. Seven and nine, New York Giants. Yeah, but. 
You mean Washington Redskins, don't you? No, the seven and nine New York Giants were as a wild card team, and then they went in and won the Super Bowl. No, no they were nine and seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was like, where are you going yeah. with this? Go ahead. Which one are you looking at? What team are you looking at? Well, the one that we beat to start our Super Bowl run. The Dallas Cowboys. No, the the Super Bowl run. We beat Washington. Oh. Yes, in playoffs, you mean. Yes, they did. They did. Um, yeah, He wants but, to know teams but, around five. Okay. Yeah, but you know what the funniest part about that Washington game? I think that was the closest game. I know, you say that every week. But it is, if you look at it. I know, it. but get some new material, man. All right. I'll give you all of them. How about that? Go. Washington was 7-9 and nine in 20. They lost to us in the wild card. Carolina was 7-8-1 in 2014 and beat Arizona. Bruce Arians is Arizona Cardinals. Who were eleven and five before losing to Seattle? Ah. Seattle in two thousand and ten was seven and nine. They beat New Orleans in the first round in the famous game with the Marshawn Lynch beast quake run. Mm-hmm. Then lost to Chicago. Cleveland and Detroit were both four and five in eighty two, but that was the strike year, and it was only nine games, and it, they let eight teams in each conference in, so it really doesn't. They both lost in the first round. Oh. I also found four, five, eight, and eight teams uh-huh. that won their division and made the playoffs. Uh, Cleveland in 85, lost to Miami. New Orleans in 90, lost to Chicago. Jets in 91, lost to Houston. San Diego in 2008, beat Indianapolis, which was 12-4. and That was a Peyton Manning team, right? Wow. And then lost to Pittsburgh. Denver in 2011, 8-8, beat Pittsburgh, and then lost to New England. So, of these nine teams, four of them won their first game. But none of them won more than that. So there's your answer. Wow. I'm not going to really flesh that one out anymore. But that's history, and you don't j- know what's going to be the future. So that's that. Don't I'm, know. I'm, it. Don't know until you play the uh, game. Did you notice I'm? I'm. Uh, You're going to the magic, going drawer, into the magic a drawer a lot. Yes. All right. No. This is from our guy in Brazil, okay. Alexander. Ahoy, salty ones. Hope hope this finds you both well. The offense showed last Sunday that they can be something we all thought they could be in August. They still need to show that can adapt during the game, but I'm kind of glad of their first half. Right. And come on, how many times will we see them coughing up four turnovers in four consecutive, hopefully not very often, No. consecutive possessions? It felt like more of a fluke thing than anything else. I'm half with you there, as I was sort of arguing before. It is a bit fluky, but you can't do it. You know? Yeah. You can't? Nope. You got to... You can't make a bad throw? I mean, Mm -hmm. you can. You obviously can. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. If you want to win, you can't do that. Do you think we will get everybody back from injury over for the last two vital division games? Since you did, thanks for reading. Alexander from Sao Paulo. Okay, everybody. Um, Tristan Wirfs looks like he's close. Very. I'm not sure about Vita and Jamel. I think those are the two big ones. Yeah. Carl Nassib. Well, Jamel's with his toe, so you know how crazy that is. Toe injuries can be bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get those two back for those two games. Yep. Carl Nassib, I don't know what his pec injury is, but pec injuries are usually oh, kind of hard to deal with. Yeah, But he didn't go on IR. No. Which he probably would have with a torn pec. Who else is there? Werf's hopefully back. All The DBs came back, other yeah. than Jamel. Um, both Antoine's now sort of aggravated his ankle, so but right. I would bet that he'll be fine. Um, who else is there? That's pretty much it, That's right? That's it, yeah. Which... Hopefully, all right. They don't need everybody back at the same time, and can. I would love to get Vita back. Yeah, I mean Tristan seems to be trending in the right direction. So, mm-hmm. 
I would, well, with that's him, probably the number one. You definitely don't want to rush him back in, though. I mean, it's. it's I think he's. I think he's jumping at champing oh, at the bit to play. He is no question. I think he wanted to play this week. I know. I think that's the whole. By the reason. way, he, the, by the way, he was acting. I thought he. Did. Uh, that was the whole. I think that's the whole reason he was questionable on the injury report instead of doubtful or out. Give him hope because well, he wanted to yeah. play so Say, badly. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll check you out. Well, the the interesting part is a lot of it is they see how the guys are on Sundays. Because the inactives didn't go up right away like they normally do. So, All right. This is from Philip Schwadron in California. Hey, S-Dogs. The following statement is a compliment to my favorite buck, Mike Evans. <clears throat> his greatest contribution this year may be his P.I. calls. It's not <laughs> as sexy as touchdowns, nope. but he's created a lot of first and goals by the DBs who hold and hit him early. It happened here in the Super Bowl, too. It happened in the Super Bowl, too. I don't, actually don't remember I that. I don't remember that either. I think that's a testament to his talent and the DBs who fear his talent. Well, Any thoughts on that? 100%. Yeah. And we've had discussions, fruitless ones, about is there any way that you could devise a stat system where, where receivers get credit for that? Oh. Because it does. Like it'd be like, it'd be, like you get points because – not points, but you get like – Yards. Yeah. <clears throat> You've, yeah, I think yeah. – Like, wasn't it San Fran where he got – Interfered, yeah, in or, or right next to the end zone. Right, so we get a first and goal, we get a touchdown. Right, and but and, he has then, no stats to correct, show for it. Correct, or a touchdown. And then he a couple of times. What was the game? He was supposed to get a touchdown. Well, Look, he got it. He would have had the touchdown. San Fran. Yeah, but there was sixty-eight a, yarder. New Orleans too, I think. Oh, I don't remember that one. And then he dropped the one in Carolina. Yeah, because if he had those two, he would already be over a thousand. He's at eight eighty-eight now. Ooh. Which means he needs one twelve over three games. Could happen this week. Could and but he basically needs thirty seven yards per game. Wow! So I'm feeling pretty good about it now. Yeah, I know. One more just, big game will put it in the back. I, yeah, I wish he would just have a big game for well, himself. He, it looked like he he was four for eighty three in the first half. Yeah, or five for eighty three, I think. Yeah, and, and that's with one of his best ones mostly called back. Yeah. All right, last one. All right. Uh, oh, this is from Samuel Sam. In Nashville, and I think he told us last time that his name is pronounced Nino. Mm-hmm. I was pronouncing it Nino. Because uh-huh. it does have a W on the end. You know, maybe maybe take that W off your name, you know? Yeah. Get your le- name legally changed. <laughs> or put a K in there so it's Nino. Uh-huh. No, that would be Nino also. Whatever. I'm ready. All right. Hey, dogs. Well, that was disappointing. After I had to wash my mouth out with soap for enthusiastic... Ooh. Wait, wait. <laughs> It's not what you think. For enthusiastically cheering for the Saints oh, earlier in the day. Oh, uh, yes. Right? Okay, Have fair to enough. agree with them there. You almost got me. You almost cranked me up on that one. It sucked watching our game on TV and loudly hearing who day chants from the stadium whenever something bad happened. Yeah. I really didn't hear those chants till the end. Yeah. There. Well, it's interesting. There are a lot of uh, Ohioans uh, that live down in Florida. And also, if you live in Ohio. Ohioans. If you live in uh, Ohio and you have a chance to come to Florida during December, why wouldn't you? Ohioites. Is that what it is? No, no. I'm 100% oh. sure you're right. Um, so, yes. There, there were more... Uh, fans than we we care but you know what happens if it wasn't cincinnati they'd put their buck shirts on and that's what i was talking about fans that you know here in tampa or the tampa bay area they root for their home team which is the buccaneers except except when you are playing my childhood team then i root for them so there's i've seen much worse yeah um yeah i wasn't like the packers i didn't think it was that bad really i didn't notice it that much until the end yeah okay but they were very, very quiet in the first half, no question. 
Oh, well. Good news is we swept the Saints, and yep. we have the division tiebreaker over Atlanta with their fourth loss. <sighs> so while it's not impossible, the odds are stacked against them catching us. That leaves Carolina as the biggest threat. He's correct about that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. Right. This may seem a little odd. No, this may be a little odd, but I really want the Bucks to win the division, among many reasons, so I can get some back-to-back division champs gear. Oh. As far as I can remember, we've never done that. That's true. That I is believe. correct. Yes, it is. With your website resources, Scott, <laughs> I would point out. Why don't they say Jeff? Why don't you? Who uh, looks up this stuff, Jeff? Well, you, you or do. me? You do. Why? You got the good insight from. You always listen to Tom Brady's podcast. That helps. Yeah. You got the Dave Moore insights and uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And if it, you know, you also set this whole thing up. You're so right. you're kind of important to the whole kind of. Thing. But continue. I, I might point out that. Everybody has website resources. Uh-huh. Where I found the answers to this question are available to anybody. All right. So you could look this up yourself. All right. But it's much more fun to write into your podcast than yeah. the question. Right? Absolutely. It's so much easier. With your website resources, Scott, can you see how many teams in the NFL have never won their division in consecutive years before? Thanks for the great podcast, as always, and let's hope Bulls and Leftwich have a great revenge game. Oh, hold up. Michaela. Michaela's here. Yay. My game release came fi- through the door. There's the wave. Tuesday. She almost didn't yes, make it because this is I the know. last question. Wow. She, she waited a bit too long. She's kind of slacking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you haven't listened a lot before. I want to guess. PR intern Michaela Goff. Yeah. Um, always seems to be delivering the uh, game release. For to us. us at this time of day. Yep. And since my door is closed, she slips it under the And what the game releases is, it's everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's like a little Arizona, bound thing, about Arizona 30 pages Con- long. Arizona Cardinals, yes. It's got a fancy picture on the front. Who's, who's on the front this week? Uh, 21. 31. Oh, 31. Oh, Antoine. it's upside down. Yeah. Antoine Winfield. Okay. Um, you want to guess? I thought you'd want to guess. I, I think in the NFC South, I would say Atlanta and Carolina did not win back-to-back. Oh, that's... Not even close to true. Well, yeah, it is close with Atlanta's true. Carolina's not. Carolina went back to back? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I will tell you exactly when. I wouldn't think. Wow. There's. Yeah, because the Bucks had a drought there, right? Yeah. From 02 to 07, it was constantly changing. Yeah, it was every other. Everybody was winning. But then there's been some times for. Um, did you say you wanted to know Carolina? Yeah, because I, I didn't. I thought Carolina didn't win back to back. I will but, tell you when but they you, did. But you've. You are probably. I looked up every team. All right. Okay. Uh, they actually won three in a row Ooh. from 2013 to 2015. Wow. The last year of which they won the Super Bowl. And the second to last one was the one we talked about where they won the division at 7-8-1. and one. Right. They never won the Super Bowl. They went to the Super Bowl. I didn't say they won it, did oh, I? I think you did. I, saw, I thought I said they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, maybe you did. Well, whatever. Either they didn't way. win. You're, you're correct. They lost to Denver. Yep. Now, Atlanta... Atlanta, Atlanta. Now, he's not just talking about our division. Yeah, no, he's talking about everybody. He's talking about the league. I just happen to be thinking about our division. I actually, looking at my notes here, realized uh-huh. I somehow skipped Atlanta. Wow, look at but that. But they did not. Okay. They have Atlanta has never won back-to-back division. Yay, I got one right. Which is a little weird to me because uh, they were pretty good there. I guess, gosh, they were they were third place when they finished 10-6 and six in 2017. Crazy, isn't it? And then they won 13... 13- they won 13, 10, and 13 games from 10 to 12. Uh-huh. But when they only won 10, they were second to in 11 to New Orleans, who I think went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. No, that was 09. No. Okay, so Atlanta is the only other team 
because I had missed that one actually right. on my little notepad. Okay, here. so Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is the only other team of the 32 teams, and that includes Houston, which only started in 2002, uh-huh. and Jacksonville and Carolina, which started in '95. Mm-hmm. Every other team has won back-to-back division titles. So Cleveland probably did that in the early years. Cleveland hasn't done it since 86 and 87. Okay. Cincinnati hasn't done it since 81 and 82, but they could do it this year. And the Titans? Tennessee did it. Yeah. Or was that like 2000, 2000? They've been pretty good for a while now, Jeff. And when they went to the Super Bowl in 2000. Against the Rams. Yeah. Mike Jones, wasn't that the guy that made the tackle they won? I think so. They've won the last three. Okay. So there you go right there. There you go right there. Okay, that's fair. Um, the Jets haven't won since 68-69, and they were actually in the AFL at that point. Yeah, the merge was in 69. So I don't know, 70. Yeah. 70. Well, the 70 season, yes. I don't know if that counts yeah. or not. Like they had divisions, so you can count them, or you can say they've never done it. Miami, surprisingly, hasn't won it since 84-85. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Washington surprises me. They haven't won two in a row since 83-84. And what about the Chargers? Chargers? I mean, the Chargers don't jump out as winning. winning. Well, they went to the Super Bowl in the 90s. So maybe yeah, that's... Yeah, got absolutely demolished. Yeah, and so maybe... Uh, they won four in a row from 06 to 09. Oh, okay. And five out of six from 04 to 09. Wow, I would not have thought... Schottenheimer that. and the Norv Turner were the coaches. Uh-huh. Schottenheimer got fired, or did he retire? Because his last season, they went 14-2. and two. Kansas City? Schottenheimer, or when he was no with the Chargers. Chargers, he got fired, I believe, after going fourteen. Yeah, games. because they couldn't because win in they the playoffs. Win right, in the playoffs. Yeah, wow, was, wow, yeah. that's got to be a record yeah. for the best record before being. Fired. Yeah, crazy. Um, okay, that's fair enough. And then one more. <clears throat> I told you we're going to shout back to Detroit. All right. Detroit has not won consecutive division titles since the 50s 53-54 okay i knew i knew it was going to be and there were only two divisions <laughs> yeah at that point there you was gotta, like 12 teams in the league you got a shot at it <laughs> <laughs> i i will say this uh being a, a a lifelong buccaneer you know a buccaneer fan we've had some good seasons and we've had some droughts we went 15 years between playoff games at one time but with the detroit lions no matter you know uh, they had, uh, you know, Barry Sanders, who was awesome to watch, and they had opportunities, and, geez, they just hit a drought no matter what they did, no matter how many different coaches they had. They did go 0-16, unfortunately, underneath Rod Marinelli, a friend of ours. Um, so I, I kind of like their turnaround. They started yeah. out 1-7, and seven, six. 1-6, and six, and now they're 7-7. and seven, That's amazing. Which their is, only loss in that whole sp- – the last seven games, by the way, is three points to Buffalo. Yeah, and that was a crazy game. I don't remember the details. So, but so you know, you kind of, I mean. You root for them. Yeah. You root for us. Yeah. But but having I'll, been there, I know how they, I know, maybe it's from a personal standpoint, I know how the people in the organization are feeling right now. Like, wow, this really feels good. And you appreciate it more. It's kind of, we kind of joke in, in our building well, we have a number of people who have come to the Buccaneers from 2019 to now, so they know nothing but winning. <laughs> so to them, this is unfamiliar territory, and they're like, oh, my goodness. what do you?" Personally, having to cover a team that didn't do well all the time, it makes you better because you really have to work at what you're doing because <laughs> when you're winning, the stories fall in your lap. Um, so I'm happy for them. Well, the, the good thing is no matter what happens with them, 
What are they, you doing? Something's going on. I know. It's uh, uh, it's the worst thing. No, I can't say it's the worst thing on the internet because there's a lot of bad, bad stuff thing, on the internet. Yeah. But uh, uh, videos that automatically oh, play. Papa, yeah. Either yeah. pop-up ads or just even just an embedded video. Yeah. That just automatically plays. is It's the scourge. It's yeah. one of the scourges of the internet. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Detroit, whatever happens, and if they're still sort of a long shot. I think their odds are up to about 40%, which uh-huh. is amazing in and of itself. Yeah. Um, they're going to go into this offseason feeling good. Right? Yep. I mean, they're obviously headed in the right direction. They've got a lot of talent. They've got a great offensive line. Yeah. And they have the fourth pick in the draft be- from the from the Rams. Yeah. So and they don't necessarily have to go for a quarterback because everybody goes, oh, with that topic, you need to go for a quarterback. Maybe not. That's the big question. Yeah. Do they stick with Goff for at least one more year, or do they? Because they're probably, if things go as they expect, are not getting a top five pick again anytime no. soon. So this could be their only shot, Jeff. Well, that's true. But is there someone you really want? There's a that's there's the there's two or three guys that people like. I don't think they're. I don't think it's one of these classes where everybody's losing their minds. Yeah. You know, Bryce Young of Alabama is an amazing player, but he's like six foot oh, one ninety four. But it seems like the first picks or the first top picks of quarterbacks, there have been more unsuccessful quarterbacks at that time than in the, in that in those first what top five than there are who have been very I'd go successful. more. I'd go more fifty-fifty. You think it's fifty-fifty, really? Okay. okay. Well, and just look at the, we need to go because we've been here a long time. Okay. But it's just look at you. this one class. All right. Let's what class. 2018. All right. First pick of the draft, Joe Burrow. Good pick. Absolute home run. Uh-huh. Fifth pick, Tua. I, I say that's a good pick. A lot of people don't think it is, but I think it's Can't good argue pick. with how it's gone this year. Right. I, there are right. critics. There are people yeah. that think he's he can't do a certain number of things, and uh-huh. it's only because he has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Right. But you, it's hard to argue with results. I think Miami's happy right now. I think so, too. Sixth pick of the draft, Justin Herbert. Oh, he's good. He's kid. fantastic. Yeah, he is. Uh 26th pick, Jordan Love. Unanswered question, yeah, whatever. But still. And then the 53rd pick, Jalen Hurts. Okay. So, but there you go, a 53rd pick. Yeah, not, but that doesn't come along four. very often. Well, that's true, but. This year? Mm-hmm. No, nobody went in the, t- only one went in the first round, and that was Kenny Pickett at 20, and I don't think anybody's in love with this. But um, no. 2021 is probably a better example because four of the first five picks were quarterbacks. Okay. Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like everyone. Yeah, it seems like he's underneath a good system. Good well, he's the last like month or so. He's looked fantastic. Uh-huh. Zach Wilson looks like an absolute disaster in New York. He was the that. second pick. Yeah. Trey Lance, who knows? He was no. third. He's barely played because yeah. of injuries. And then Justin Fields, eleven, who seems to be coming uh, along. But then he. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm excited. Yeah, but he's also a scrambler, so uh, uh, at an elite le- level. Yeah, though. yeah. And then Mac Jones of fifteen. Yeah, you don't know. He's not been good this year. No. He was promising last year. He's not been good this year. Maybe that's something to do with play calling. Yeah. You know, they lost what's-his-name to the Raiders. Yeah. The good news for for the Lions, though, in that particular instance is at least they have options and they're not in that, you know, desperate mode that we absolutely need to do it. I would have a hard time calling either decision right. Oh, no. Take a quarterback right now, they'd be fourth. Mm -hmm. Take a quarterback fourth overall, I don't have a problem with that. What else would you take it fourth? Is there there a a lineman? There's a left tackle that can They don't need a lineman. Their lineman's good. You can always use another edge rusher to pair with Aiden Hutchinson. So? You could always use... How about him? When he he was going to be drafted, he said he he grew up in Michigan. He, He wanted to be drafted by the Lions. And he was. And you know what the interesting part is? He is he he 
he does not live any further than like two hours from where he went to high school cool. to where he went to college to where he's now going to work. It's cool. crazy that he was able to stay in the same little area. Mm-hmm. I like it when guys want to stay someplace and they get it. That reminds me of the um, well, he's the punter for the Bengals. Uh huh. What's his name? Huber. Uh-huh. Not anymore. Kevin Huber recently. Kevin Huber, who's been the Bengals punter since 2009, uh-huh. recently uh, they, they have another young guy that was doing better that they'd been elevating from the practice squad. And so they finally decided to sign that guy and make him their punter. Uh-huh. And, but then they did re-sign Huber to their practice squad. Why am I talking about the Cincinnati Bengals punter? Why? Well, because of the point you just made. This guy grew up in Cincinnati and played his college football at the University of Cincinnati mm-hmm. and then spent his entire pro career with the Cincinnati Bengals. See, I love that. You don't get to see that very often. No, it probably shouldn't happen that often. Okay. All right. What else you got? I've got nothing. That's it. All the questions have been answered. All right. You got your belated happy birthday. Thanks. Appreciate some it. Pe- some people got the vent. Yep. Everybody got some to Some people do found something. out some information. Uh-huh. I can throw this away now. Well, here's the good news. Ready? Uh, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, because Hanukkah is going on right now. We wish you those also who celebrate Hanukkah. And I don't know when Kwanzaa is, so I think it's the day after Christmas. But uh, whatever you celebrate, I hope it's safe and sound with your family. And since you did, thanks for listening.